0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Mortgage Video Mastermind, where we bring you professionals who share insight into the latest trends, tips, industry, technology, and services to help you create more videos to use in your mortgage business. Well, hello, everyone. Happy Friday, and welcome to our Mortgage Video Mastermind Live Friday Call. Today, I have a very special guest with us. So first, I'd like to welcome Scott Cheng, who is always with me here on Friday. So Scott, thanks for being my steady Eddie. I appreciate that.
1: I would love this this one for the world. (laughs) I know, right?
0: And uh, I have the uh, pleasure and privilege of introducing a very good friend of mine, Renee Rodriguez. And, you know, Renee, when I think of one word that comes to mind with you, it's influencer
1: Mm -hmm. two
0: different ways not the just the fact that you are an influencer but that you also invoke in people really that desire to influence and I know that's a lot of what you talk about and you've shared the stage with the Mm -hmm. likes of Tony Robbins and George Bush and Ken Blanchard and are just a powerhouse we're so blessed to have you in the industry so thanks for hopping on And, uh, you know, a couple of things, we focus a lot on video in here, and so I know having an impact on video is so important. So, you know, and what you're seeing out there and what you're doing, and we're gonna talk about some of those things that you're doing in a minute, but how can people have an influence on video?
2: Well, first and foremost, it's an honor to be here. I've been trying to catch up to you, Ginger, since we met, like, I don't know, 15 years ago. Look at all the (laughs) plaques on the wall. Like, if there's something in the industry, Ginger's done it. And Scott, I'm just hearing so many great things about what you've been doing in the marketplace. So it's an honor to be here. I think, you know, influence on video. <clears throat> I think it's a, it, there's, there's a lot, and I want people to really hear that there's a lot of different ways to think about it. I have one way of thinking about it, and there's others. There's video that people are influencing, holding a camera to themselves and talking. And that's not my kind of influence. I'm not, I haven't learned that style of sort of very very on the spot, hold the camera up, be really uh, transparent in what's happening. I'm learning that style. And that is a very viable style. There's people that are really, really, really good at it to really be authentic and in, in the moment. And to be quite frank, this next year is one of those pieces I'm gonna be trying to adapt. I don't know, maybe it's about my generation or something, but holding a video to myself, I have this little voice that kind of pops up and says, put your phone down, Renee. And so <laughs> I'm trying to get over that that element. But I think-
0: Okay, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop you there because- please. I think that's something, and it's a discussion we've had so many times. And mm-hmm. honestly, the reason that I started this whole group on Facebook is to, first of all, let other people know they're not alone. So for me, this is like a shock to hear Re- Renee Rodriguez says he has challenges in having the ability to just shoot a video. So that's the first thing to acknowledge. So thank you for sharing that because I think that's the first and foremost is to say, Hey, it's not my favorite thing. And I do question, you know, should I be doing this? Right?
2: For sure. And I think it's because there's so many different angles. One is for me physically holding the camera to myself. I have flashbacks of the influencer holding things up and talking and it's just not my style but there are people that I love when they hold the camera up and I'm, I'm listening to them talk because it's just an authentic conversation and so it's both and I think we all got to find our voice with it and I right. need to find my voice in that sort of self-administered camera now I'm also sitting in a $30,000 studio that I have as my right. office that has three different video cameras going which and is so- sick
0: I've seen the pictures and I cannot wait to come and see it because it is amazing but you do this for I mean this is what you do for a living so not not do. just the videos but the speaking and the training and the coaching and all those things that you do. So, as part of you, people Absolutely. don't necessarily need that in order to get started, though. They
2: definitely don't. No, this is, I'm trying to create an experience in video. I, yeah. uh, My world was creating ex- experiences internally and in, in person. And now I set out to figure out can you create those same experiences virtually? And, We can, you just have to do it differently and you have to evoke a lot of the different media that's happening from keeping things dynamic and keeping things novel, creating a little tension, making sure that it's there, having quality audio, video, lighting, all of those things are critical in creating experiences that you can create by holding a phone up to yourself and walking outside because you got perfect lighting outside and the microphone on your iPhone or, or Android is fantastic. So you don't need all of this but to your point we do this for a living you know scott looks fantastic he's got great lighting going on you, you you we 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 have to be able to do that sort of stuff but i think the other way is video you do have an opportunity to express an idea and tell a story this is not new this has been happening since tv was born right. people have been communicating and evoking feelings through a little square box that we're all here the ability to capture and tell a story and know that there's a sequence to it, a narrative that can guide an audience emotionally through a beginning, a middle, and an end to send a message. It's powerful. Like I always say, Mr. Rogers, one of the greatest influencers of all time. Yeah. And he did it virtually. He did it all virtually. He had us captured because yeah. he told stories and he took us through, through journeys and building characters and all of that sort of stuff. But what's hard and what we set out to figure out, we've done over 320 virtual events since the pandemic. Oh. And that's probably numbers up to 340 now. And most of which were free. And people say, wow, how'd you do so many? I said, free. And they go, why would you do that? I go, because I wanted to figure it out. Right. We literally looked at our taxes and our accountant goes, how the hell did you make more money during the pandemic than you did the previous year? And I go, I know. And we didn't work for six months because we lost our business completely. Zero. And in the last six months, we did more business because we put our head down, figured out this video thing than we did in the previous year, which was a great mm-hmm. year right and so 320 of these events we figured out there's a lot of things that can be done there's video that's streamed there's video that's recorded and edited so there's lots of different ways There's videos that we just ad hoc loaded up to, to to facebook but all of it gives us the opportunity to communicate an idea and a message and there are some basic fundamentals i think that apply all the way across
1: i'd love to drill down on that real quick uh renee because if if i'm hearing you correctly and and and, and tell me if i am Uh, you did all of this video and you did it for free. Number one, you were figuring it out, right? So your audience was probably giving you some some slack there. But during that six months while you were figuring it out, you were also building trust and building authority. So that when it came time for you to have to sell something, you had this audience that you brought on this journey with you as you were figuring out video. Is that, would that be an accurate, maybe an accurate explanation for why the the income, why you were able to make so much money after giving so much stuff away?
2: You know, I look to people like you guys to give me the reason why, and that sounds like a perfect reason why. <laughs> I And I did it, I, if we were to dissect it, I guess that's exactly what happened. We did it, like our reasoning for it was, okay, this pandemic is hitting. I already know this is not the first scenario we've been through like this. I've been dealing with, the irrationality for people's brains for going on to 20 over 25 years now and so when i saw what was going on i already knew avian flu ebola zika you name it uh mad cow disease all created such massive fear that never killed anybody in the united states now we didn't know it was going to happen with covid but i knew irrationality would be part of the equation
1: right
2: i knew it'd be part of the equation and so we knew a lot about irrationality and what was happening in the brain. So I grabbed our team together. I said, we need to just put video out and explain what's going to happen behaviorally and emotionally. And like, how are we going to charge? I'm like, we're not. If somebody's sinking outside and you and they're about to drown and you have a boat, you don't say how much would it mean to save you. You just go out and you help. Right. That was our rationale. We okay. also knew that constraint was coming. And constraint to us, we've been saying it, because I looked at our team, I said, this is the time that we either believe what we live what we believe, or we realize that we were a facade. Constraint, we've always believed led to innovation. Mm-hmm. So we sat around and said, this is gonna be the most innovative time of our life. I know it doesn't feel like it, but if constraint leads to innovation, then we need to open ourselves up to it. So we need to dive in, figure this stuff out. I literally, our first video was me sitting in front of my iPad with a really big innovation for me. We had two, I had a remote control to turn the iPad on and off <laughs> and I had a ring light. Nice. And I was testing audio, I literally, if I can share my screen, I would play that video for you because I was just going, I'm like, okay, how does this look? And that was less than a year ago.
1: Yeah.
2: And now we're literally sitting in a place where we can do almost anything now, right? And so all of these things, like you know, just this this piece that we want to do. How did you get Zoom or now our StreamYard to be able to do this and be able to communicate messages that create novelty and tension? Those are all different neurotransmitters. And so we did it because we wanted to help, and I wanted to learn. I've always been somebody who said, you know what? I'm not the smartest, but I know I can work probably harder than most. Mm-hmm. So let's give as much as we can and learn, because I know I can speed the learning cycle by just failing often do a lot of free events because that relieved the pressure of me of having to deliver something. Right. And what was crazy is it went from zero, literally free events to $18,000 for an hour long keynote, 22,000 people. And then we created a story because we said, what if a keynote wasn't a keynote anymore? And my film director, and friend that helped me do this, he goes, what do you mean? He goes, want to make a movie? I'm like, no, stop thinking of movies and I got to stop thinking keynote, and we got to meet in the middle. He's like, what do you mean? I said, well, let's pretend that we're we're merging those two worlds, we're using all of the things that film did to capture our attention, but we're delivering a business message. And he starts thinking, and I start thinking, and all of a sudden, we're creating these little moments of, you know, where I come in, I'm like, hey, everybody, it's great to be here. I said, now, before we get started, you're gonna have to get used to a few different versions of me, this is me here, uh, pre-recorded, you know, so, I can actually make a mistake and fix it, right? And so like I just did, can you delete that? You don't wanna delete that? Oh, okay, well, I guess we're not gonna delete that part because I would, yeah, whatever. So (laughs) I'm here, but there's another version of me that's actually live with you right now. He's gonna be commenting. And so in fact, can we go over to him real quick? And then we slice in me typing at a computer going, oh, hey, what's happening? You know, that kind of stuff on a keynote was just unheard of. And it's still, honestly, no one's doing it on a virtual event. We just wanted to add some humor and things like that and people coming on board and, and even just different graphics but yeah it's just a story to deliver a message right and we knew that we wanted to create engagement people were like okay hold on a second there's something here and then they would turn and the comments would go crazy so i think to your to your point that journey of wanting to just give 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 probably created that what you're talking about building trust and then when we said hey we're doing this people jumped on board
0: Well, and I think, um, you know, one of the things that I always taught my son is there's two ways to give in life, you can give where it's palm up, where somebody's taking and you're expecting something in return. Mm. Or you can give palm down, where Mm. you're truly giving, you're not expecting anything in return. And that's what you did, you truly gave. And when that happens, then you align, first of all, with your authentic self, which you truly did. And in finding out what that was and delivering that message, and then it does come back and the creation part happens, which is what you're so good about. So and and I love the idea of being different in terms of video. And that's always the thing that people are challenged with. It's like, how can I be different? How can I have that story? How can I have that interaction? So the way you were doing it of making it different and changing it up is so important. So how can a loan originator do something like that? so they have something you know it's like nothing sexy about mortgages you know it's the it's it's it is what it is so what are some things that they can do to be able to add that innovation
2: so there's two people i think you should get on the show immediately one is a good friend neil dingra now if you don't know neil neil is he literally went from $280,000 a couple years ago to 2.8 million using video and social media cool he is incredibly talented he's not this uber charismatic person but he's super trustworthy hey. and when i say he's not charismatic he's not you know rah rah he's just calm he's like hey so i just learned this he's and he's talking to you the whole time he's doing an event yeah. in um vegas come at the end of this month on the 23rd called forward it's him tom ferry bradley and it's a few other huge and influ- oh billy jean i mean this is a loan officer that pulled these guys together to do his own event Using video and social media, and cool. it's all different. He's he's in touch with the mainstream sort of fad, the you know f- the fads that are happening, and he does it with a business mortgage twist. But he's also delivering constant con- you know communication, and he's posting three or four times a day. But okay. it's killing it, and it's fantastic. I, he's one of the, he's just one of the people that when he first started, we would just talk, 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 and I just love what he's doing. Another one is Justin Brown. Justin Brown is um, really taken into the TikTok. Uh, video. And he's really learning just how to leverage that platform, which I c- thought was worthless you know, for what I do. Le- leveraging that platform to really deliver messages in, in small sound bites. And his just his video game is just going up. And so I think that people, for me to be, have been able to do what I did, I had to, and I, I want this them, them to learn this. This will not, if you're starting this, it won't re- replace selling. Okay. I had the the blessing of being able to take six months of doing it for free because i sold my ass off the previous 20 years right okay so selling if you are making a shift don't just start and put a video up and hope that the the world changes you got to be willing to put years into this like anything are you willing to grind out and learn the process and really fail as much as possible. But you got to find a passion to it because you got to love the failure. You got to love the process of putting a video up and going, oh, God, that sucked. You know, I got so many videos of me going, okay, can you hear me now? Like, okay, what about over here? Okay, is a microphone going here. I'm like, okay, can you see? Is it, why is it doing this? I mean, literally hundreds of those videos are trying to figure it out right. late at night, early in the morning. You got to be able to love the process, but get in the game because we are headed that way.
1: Well, I think another important piece of this and, and is that during that process, you find your voice. You find your authenticity because you're reflecting on your own message and you're like, did I deliver that right? Did that sound great? Because all of these people that you mentioned, not once did you say, you'll love this guy because they're exactly like this other person. They yeah. never are. They're always completely different from anything else that's out there because they're their genuine selves. And that was one of the things that I've, I've been saying for years about content marketing is when you're producing content and you're putting yourself out there, there is no competition because there is only one you. So if you can be your genuine self, you eliminate the competition and then it just comes down to exposure. How many people are going to see you and nobody's going to see you more than if you're doing video right now. And in just today's consumer environment, uh, we watch a lot of video. That is a
2: great insight that you're by doing video. I'm, I'm repeating this because I want to, I'm learning here. Uh, you By doing your own video, you're forcing yourself to watch the reel of how you communicate, listening to your message, going, ah, I don't like that, and constantly rehashing it. Do you use uh, OBS, by the way? I do not. You don't? Okay.
1: No. I, you-
2: I, I, I do. I'm just saying you've got a slight lag. So it looks like you have a little OBS lag going on. Oh. Uh, voice audio syncing. That's it.
0: That is way more than what our technology has with yours.
2: <laughs> no, yeah. OBS is free. I mean, but it looks good.
1: Okay. So yeah,
2: I love that because you're constantly having to listen and refine and figure out what your voice is. And I, I mean, there's so many things that I said, I'm like, Oh my God,
1: what was I saying? Yeah. And then we're, always are, that- we're always our own worst critics. So, right. so I
0: want to talk about that because I honestly, and Scott, you and if I have had this discussion so many times, What keeps people from doing video? First and foremost, I always say, I don't like how I look on video. I don't like how I sound on video. And that is always, I think, the first excuse. But, you know, anytime it's like going into objections, the first objection is not the real objection, right? You got to dig deeper. I think the real objection is that fear of not saying the right thing and watching it and watching you say it. So if you think about if you had to watch every single conversation that you had throughout the day and edit every single conversation that you have throughout the day, what would you think of yourself? And so video, it just it takes who you are, and now you're seeing that reflection, but that's what everybody else sees. So you know. Yes, I, I think when we first get started and I honestly when I first started doing video It was in 2008 with continuing education and mortgage meltdown and nobody was doing anything live So we had to do video and I would shoot video. I would send it to my editor and I said edit it I don't want to see it if there's a mistake that I need to re-record, Let me know what it is and I will redo it. I didn't want to watch it because I didn't like it Um, and but I've gotten over it over time and I'm still critical that way you work so much in the neuroscience and behaviors and the brain. What can someone do? What should we do to be able to say you're okay? Keep doing it, and don't don't look at it so much. Don't don't have that you know negative mindset where it's like I don't like that. I don't sound. I sound this way. Whatever. How how can we overcome
1: that? Yeah, how do we remove the anchor of second guessing? Yeah. <laughs> well,
2: I I I was an athlete, so I played basketball. And when I first started, I sucked. I couldn't do layups, I couldn't figure out left hand from right hand. I would like to play the piano and I jump on the piano, I watch my son play, and I try to figure it out and I suck. And I try to do anything new. I'm not good at it. I think stop expecting to be good right away. Like just stop. Like, like where the hell did that come from? Yeah. Like, I try, oh, that sucks. I, I didn't do it. Like, no, you, yes, of course. That's part of a learning curve. Right. You're going to not do well. And guess what? How long do you want to do well? It depends on how many times you're going to fail. And that sounds so cliche that you're not even going to listen to what I just said. It's cliche because it's true. We say it over and over and over again. Anything. If I were you, say, Renee, dissect this credit report, I'd be like, oh, God, no. And Renee, process this loan. I'm going to suck at processing a loan, I'm just not going to be good at it. Renee, edit. Do the edit, do a, a video animation. I don't know how to do video animation. I can kind of work, uh, uh, what's the Final Cut Pro? Pretty good, pretty good. Do an animation, everything else? No, I'm gonna suck because I don't know yet. So as you begin to speak, I'm at the point because I'm 27 years doing this, I hit a button, I record one video, one take, and it's over. That's 27 years of failing. My kids in here are watching, they go, I remember, Dad, when you used to, because they watch all the failures. So stop expecting to be good and just start messing it up. Start getting it out there. Go, 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 go. And I can't stop that voice because guess what? That voice is accurate. You suck at first. I suck at everything at first. So don't try to eliminate a voice that's saying, okay, but stop the expectation of not being good. That's the part that we got to stop.
1: Well,
0: and I think that's, you know, Scott and I have had conversations and, you know, I think over time, you know, we're working on some things we'll involve you in it but kind of getting into being able to create a safe environment where people can come do some of that recording get some of the coaching things like that because that that helps to move on you know i used to be years before i got in the mortgage industry i was a corporate trainer with Dale Carnegie training and that was one of the things that we did to get people over their fear of public speaking is put them in a safe environment and allow them to make those mistakes but to do it in a way that's comfortable. You know, one of the things, and I think back to what we did with um, the beginning part, the very first session of Dale Carnegie, you told a story about yourself. So when you got up to speak, it was something you were comfortable with. You knew it, you had it from the heart. So I think that's the most important thing when you're starting with video, talk about something you're comfortable about. And stories are one of the easiest ways to be able to do that. So if you have a borrower that you've helped get into a VA loan, um, cancel their mortgage insurance. I just had somebody today post, I'm looking for ideas for content. And it's like, how do you cancel mortgage insurance? Relate to the story and it'll make it easier to tell. And it won't seem like you're messing up because you're telling a story.
2: I I agree. And, and the thing that you're saying in From a neuropsychology perspective, if you will, psychological safety is what will allow the creativity to happen. And but that psychological safety begins with the inner dialogue that you have with yourself and how you explain things. Which is why you got to talk mindset first, because you're going to create that safety or uncreate it. Now we can have a bunch of people that are being supportive, which is critical. But if I don't have that, I got to create the safety for myself, which designing what the expectations are. If I know I'm going to fall and make failing safe. Like right. some of the best ski instructors go, okay, I'm gonna teach you these five things. Okay, stop, go fall 10 times and then come back. Well, I don't wanna fall 10 times. I don't care what I teach you. I can't avoid those first 10 falls. So go fall 10, and then you're gonna have new questions and a new understanding and more context. So you understand about the next five lessons. You gotta be able to go fall. And all of this, this uh, you know, the creating safety and your gender, you nailed it. When we do amplify, the first day is just an exploration of origin story. We ask you three questions. Who, you, who are you? What do you do? What makes you unique? And we watch people stumble over those questions and answer them from a robotic standpoint. But I tell them, I was like, you know, if you are at happy hour, would you think this hard about what you're saying with your <laughs> friends? You would just talk, right. and you would share memories. And the best thing about memory, they, they, they go, and they go, well, I've got my stories right here. I go, are these memories? They go, then why do you need a, the notes? Memories are memorized. Just right. hit play. Hit play, and then meet the story at the end and say, the reason I share this with you is. And there's yeah. a full sequence. Well, so- you have
0: a form- formula for it, too. And I think that's another thing where people struggle is coming up with a formula. So if you have a formula of what you're going to do in the beginning, write that down. And then know where you're going next in the story. You know it's like you don't go on vacation and not know where your destination is although i've always wanted to do that but you know you have an idea you know where you're going you know how you're going to get there it doesn't mean you know every single step along the way but you have a general idea and as long as you have a general idea then that can help to get you started so you talked about amplify and um we're coming up close to our time we try to keep these and 30 minutes, we started out with 15. That was not enough,
1: was to
0: 30, and I think we're like up to 40 now. But before we do, I want you to talk about Amplify and tell me what is Amplify?
2: So Amplify is a three day, two and a half, three day intensive bootcamp experience for 10 people at a time, where they come to learn the science of influence and then apply it. So, it's an applied three days. When I talk about intense, you are in front of the room. You are the one delivering. And usually I'm a couple feet away from you, helping you dissect first body language, because that's the first thing we communicate. I come on board, I haven't said anything. And I'm like, here, I'm going, <laughs> I'm already communicating something wrong, well, right? So, I've got to understand where my body position is. How do I use my hands? Where I stand? All of those elements that are communicating, am I leaning on one side? Am I fig leafing, covering covering parts of my body? All of those things are communicating messages, right? Right. And so we fix that first and then we go, okay, well, what do I say? Don't worry about what to say. Let's worry about the source of what you're gonna say first. And the source typically is something up here. Mm -hmm. We wanna move from down here to down a little lower, right? Because if we can get to the heart of what it is and you nailed it, Ginger, memories, your heart is your memories, your beliefs and your values. If we can hit play on some of those stories, you don't have to script it. You just talk about something that is part of who you are, something you lived. But getting people to give themselves permission to do that is the hard part. That takes a day to get 10 people there. Now, the first time you get the source right and it comes out, it comes out sloppy. So then we spend another day cleaning that up into a sequence that works with the brain. So it's getting your heart to speak in sequence with a value proposition for a business influence objective. and so that process creates massive transformation in people and how they think and how they speak and how they communicate interpersonally as well as on video and in front of a room so it's amplify is um, it's a really fun but very transformational uh, two and a half three days
0: well and i see it as an opportunity for those who do want to get started with video and want to overcome some of those those fears, the mindset and, and get into that ability. Because whether you're speaking on stage to a person or to a camera, it is all the same. It is your voice, it is your body language, it is mm-hmm. your eye contact, it is your message, all of that. So I see that as a, a great opportunity for those who do want to find that voice to be able to, to do that.
2: And we have two video cameras playing, recording 100% of the event. So you've got a, a scrolling on a slider camera and going here and you've got a, a locked in camera that's right about right here the whole time, beautifully lit. I mean, it is a, the highest quality video you could ask for so that we capture those moments where your heart begins to speak and we capture the before we capture afterwards all your notes are are chaptered so every time I, I'm mic'd up the entire time so I'm giving you feedback um, I, if, if you want I can show a short video of a transformation yeah. of somebody uh, okay. to, to go through it um, if you like to what you, you want to yeah. see it you, you want to yeah. see a Sam you want to see Sam Parker which is more humorous he has no <laughs> or do you want to see um, there's a guy by the name of Tony Tileman and Tony was a but 150 million dollar producer came in. This is a much better produced video, but came in and uh, we'll just do Sam because you know Sam. I'll play it for you real quick. Uh, my name is Sam Parker. Oh, well, sorry. One more thing. Maybe a couple of things if I remember. We're gonna. You're gonna count his ums. Okay. So Sam, tell us about you. Uh, my name
3: is Sam Parker. Uh, from two ums in. From Iowa originally. Trans. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> all right. Shake off the um. My name is Sam Parker. First and foremost, I'm a father to two, uh, four and six-year-old Paige and Quinn. Uh, I'm a husband to my wife, Trisha, uh, 10 years. So we're gonna start over again. You know what the solution is to ums and ahs? You learned it last night.
2: Silence. Be conscious of your swaying, ums, oz. We're gonna reel all this stuff in.
3: My name's Sam Parker. I'm originally from Iowa. Um, <laughs> um,
2: um, it's stressful, isn't it? Yeah. going to count his ums, ahs, likes, and okays.
3: Always do the right thing, no matter the reward or the consequence. I found myself in two thousand and 14 at a company. But you're gonna start over because you've clapped three times. Well, you got rid of my ums, I gotta move on to something else. (laughs) So there I was, 18 years old, the culmination of 17 years of hard work. I was on the wrestling mat in the semifinals of the Iowa State Championships. I don't need to tell you how it went or how I lost, other than the fact that I lost that match and it was devastating and I got a letter that said Iowa is no longer an option for you go off and do something else come back when you're ready I think that as we all become successful sometimes we forget about the times when we felt like losers but I'll tell you one thing that makes you feel like a loser is when you go to apply for a home loan for your family and your mortgage lender tells you no and go do something else and come back when you're ready I am 17 years into my career with Credit Repair, just like I was 17 years in with wrestling. And I'm gonna constantly improve because I know that when I let up, that's when you fail. And I'm not a failure. My name's Sam Parker, and I would love to do business with you. Amazing.
0: Wow.
2: to Kind of fun. So, so that...
0: So, yeah. and, and the transformation, and that was three days?
2: That was two. Well, it was a dinner plus two full days. Yeah.
0: So two full days. So to go from that and, and Sam does a lot of videos, Sam does a lot of speaking. And to be this able This was
2: three years ago before he was doing the quality is doing.
1: Now. I was going to okay. say he does a lot now,
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but to see that is so amazing. And that's what can happen for people by having some of that coaching. That is so important. So, whether you're doing the speaking events, whether you want to start doing videos, webinars, whatever that is, you are a professional. And so part of honing that craft is to be able to learn and to spend that time. And I know you have an event that's coming up in August, August 19th. It is yep. a one-day event, though. It's not a two-day day event. Yep. So tell me about the event. Because um, Scott and I are planning um wow, That so fun <laughs> to have you <him laughs> there. there.
2: That would be great. I So I have always dreamed of having my own event. I've sat on the docket, you know, begging to speak at other people's events, you know, waiting and waiting and taking the lunch lunches and waiting and being told I was gonna speak and then being pulled off and saying, oh, sorry, we went another route and then finally getting to the place where I'm speaking all the time. But I was like, you know, I always, I said, God, if I could just have my own event. So finally, this is the first time uh, we're doing it. We pulled the pulled the trigger. We got a one day full event. It's actually a pre, pre-event to the Originator Connect conference that's happening the following two days. So our event is a one day. We're limiting it to 500 people. A lot of the people that are coming are alumni. And if you've ever seen the alumni have been through Amplify, it's it's kind of a who's who in the mortgage industry of production. These guys are, and gals are, ridiculous some of them worth you know literally uh, responsible for, for billions of dollars in production you know 100 million 500 million 200 million it's just it's ridiculous the people that are going to be in the room but the humility of the people the people that come to amplify events are people that really hold true to what their values are want to have those conversations constantly looking to improve always coachable so there's not it's not an ego filled room which is what I love somebody once said so every, I have one person that literally purchased 12 Amplifies this year himself at $5,000 per, to give you an idea. And he said the one thing that he noticed that separates an Amplify event is what people talk about. They talk about their families. They talk about uh, their values and what makes them important. They talk about their spouses and their kids. This is not, we, they don't come to our event to, to do other Stuff. It's like literally. It's about learning how to grow, how to improve, tell your story in a business format that really drives revenue. So, it's one day. It's going to be very interactive. We've got some some very 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 big names that are coming that are going to be in the audience. A couple will be up on stage with me for a couple of pieces, but really to guide you through a overview of what the amplify process is through some exercises and group work as well. So, it's going to be a very interactive event.
0: Awesome. Great. And you get free
2: access to originator connect with purchase of our ticket.
0: Perfect. And they can register at AmplifyLive.com. Mm-hmm.
2: Perfect.
0: Right there. Right there. <laughs> and if you want to
2: use a code on July 1st, the early bird goes away. It's four ninety-five right now. Right now, if you use the code Renee 100, R-E-N-E 100, you get a hundred bucks off, but that goes away on July 1st. So I do urge people to use that right away. Or wait, I'd much rather take the four ninety five. <laughs> so,
0: So if you're watching this um, for the replay, uh, we're going to put that information down below. And uh, Renee, thank you so much for joining oh, thank us. you guys. It's always wonderful to see you, even though it's virtually. And uh, I look forward to seeing you and giving you a big hug big. on uh, the 19th. And tell your mama I said hello.
2: I will. I will. Thank you both. You guys are doing such great work and I appreciate letting me come on your platform and talk about what I'm passionate about. And please keep doing what you're doing. If you're watching this, listen to these two people, everything that they're saying. It is absolutely gold. I know I'm, I'm paying attention and both of them have served as mentors in one way, shape or form in my life and my career. So I want to thank you both.
0: Yeah. Uh, thank you. Love you.
2: Love you guys. Okay. So you
0: guys, Bye. we're off next week for the long weekend and we'll be back the following Friday. So stay tuned. And make sure to pass us on to join the Mortgage Video Mastermind Group. Thanks, Renee. Thanks, Scott. Thank you. Scott, I'll see you Sunday. Yes, you will. Okay, bye. Bye.